Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. I've, you ever have one of those weeks that feels like a lot's happened? I mean, I I did just have one of those weeks where a lot <laughs> happened. I saw... I saw things in, I think, six different states and then came home to a brand new puppy. Show us the dog. What? There's a puppy. Oh, it's Jamie Chalaster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. No, that's a perfect entrance. Well, welcome to the show. (laughs) Go get the dog. Yes, I have a a brand new uh, chocolate lab that is currently sleeping on the couch downstairs because it got all tuckered out at Petco visit. So, (laughs) go get the dog. It, it will make an appearance, hopefully, by the end of the episode, but I'm not about to wake this sleeping little angel. <laughs> no, you have to. Get the dog. Show us the, the chocolate child. lab named Birdie. I can show you pictures. I've seen, I've seen the pictures. The pictures the are the uh, majority of my camera roll already. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll happen. Like, here's one with uh, Birdie with a little Mr. Nobody toy. Whoa. Oh, he's cute. I I thought it was uh, fitting because I also have a Mr. Nobody right here. Cat, okay. One of my cats is rubbing against the microphone. (laughs) They heard dog talk and were like, this must stop. This needs to assist. The first toy I got for myself when I started collecting little toys was a Mr. Nobody. So, of course, the first toy I had to get my new puppy was Mr. Nobody. You know, ever since I moved down here, I have way less toys to play with on my desk. Which is weird, because they're all so well-organized behind you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it's for fashion and glamour. I do have whatever this is. I got, like, two left. Oh. Let's have some fun. Is it literally just a guess? Like, you don't yeah. actually know? <laughs> yeah, I think it's some sort of anxiety tablet. <laughs> all right. Well, well while you're uh, <laughs> determining that... Yeah. Jamie, how are you? <laughs> Hi, I'm okay. Fair. Fair. I, I just woke up. Good for you. I, I, yeah, I know. Thank you. No, genuinely. I've been like constantly waking up the same time I need to wake up for work. And just on a weekend, absolutely not. Like even on my bachelor party, oh. I would wake up at like 730 in the morning and be like, well, I guess this is me now and I'm I'm hurting. But why am I still waking up at this hour? To be fair, yeah. the time I need to wake up for work is four hours from now. So good for you. Oh, that's I'm right. Up, night shift. I'm up very yeah. early. Ugh. Well, thank you well, for waking up. We'll, so early we'll get into the night shift stuff in a little it. bit, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> not, not that we know what the emotion is. It's totally random. But we'll totally get into random. it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Yeah. I, the that sleep schedule thing is such a bitch. <laughs> like I was just on tour for a week and. When, when you're kind of traveling from place to place and you're like very transient, you're, you tend to be up late into the night and you're like, well, I got nothing to do tomorrow, so I'll make up for it in the morning. And then you wake up at six o'clock and you're just so used to being awake at six o'clock that you yep. stay awake from six o'clock through the rest of the day. <laughs> I went to the American Dream Mall the other day. Oh, did you? You didn't, you didn't come to my house? Yeah, I should have because that mall sucks. It um, sucks. It was Isn't it the supposed worst... to? Isn't that kind of the point? It's it's capitalism incarnate. 
Did you get a Mr. Beast burger? I see those ads everywhere. (laughs) I went to the DreamWorks water park. I've seen pictures of that. Is that that worth it? No. Uh, (laughs) It's, they, like, first of all, they're so mean. (laughs) They told my partner he broke one of the rides. They were like, did you step on a scale before you did this? Because you broke the ride. Holy cow. (laughs) What? I know. And then after... We went to the Nickelodeon theme park, went on one ride, and then I threw up. So, <laughs> did they so ridicule you for that also? <laughs> no, but they should have. The rides there were so intense for no reason. It's a, it's a just a crazy place. I drive past it every day, and uh, it's I, I threatened. I'm gonna use the term threatened uh, to propose to Casey at uh, at the Shrek water park, but she said she would say no if I did do that. <laughs> yeah. I will say in one of the water parks, I did go on a slide where it sends you into one of those like funnel things that you Mm. go around in a circle a bunch. And the funnel in the middle of it was Shrek sitting on a toilet. That's where I would (laughs) ask. That would be, if you could time it perfectly, like right at the last flush. That would have been a moment. Yeah, no, that mall is trash. uh, and it's wh- like wh- new when did you go? still, right? It's yeah, but like it was new during the pandemic, and then they were like, "Why is no one coming to our mall?" <laughs> it, it basically opened like February 2020, I think. Yeah. Oh wow! I graduated uh, there before it was the American Dream Mall. Say so you're not that was, young. No, it was, was like, part what? of the. It was it was called the Izod Center. It's still sort of there, but it's like built into the building now. Uh, it's where the Devils used to play, and that's where Ramapo oh. College of New Jersey uh, graduation was held. And then they were like, "Yeah, too bad we can't use this place next year because they're destroying it." Because they got to play Shrek themed water park. Sorry, guys, Shrek wins all. Um, that's weirdly the case lately. Like, yeah, I never had any affinity for Shrek, but all of a sudden it's just like ubiquitous with every single scenario there's a shrek thing for it now yeah it's the new generation i feel like the like the youngest millennials and the earliest gen zers that was their movie that was their like like we had 90s nickelodeon and they have shrek i feel like i liked shrek i think we're the same age i'm not yeah. i'm definitely not a younger millennial 92 I was born in 89. 89. Oh, so you split the difference for us. Yeah. yeah. And I still was, I still, I, I liked Shrek. Shrek was good. I liked their Baskin yeah. Robbins ice cream sundae tie-in. But I also had... will like maintain that the first Shrek is like a solid movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're, they're all they never, fine. Like They never needed to make more. I, I at least uh, maybe two. I liked two. Which one's yeah, no, the we... one where uh donkey hooks up with dragon and they have donkey dragon babies. The first one. That's the first end of the first one. Oh, then yeah, the rest of them don't need to exist. After yeah. that. No, the second one was good. The second one, uh, it was like a prince charming and a fairy mm-hmm. godmother as a villain story. Oh, right, they flip it right all of a sudden. Yeah. Like Shrek's the hot one. Yeah, Shrek's so hot. Or is that the first yeah. one too? I don't. I just watched no. all of them, but that's the problem when you watch a series like that all at once. Is it just is one like cl- conglomerate movie? <laughs> So in the second one, they go to visit Fiona's parents in Far, Far Away. Which is just Hollywood. Yeah, it's like Hollywood. 
and then like Shrek takes a potion to make him hot and he just kind of becomes like a not particularly hot dude. <laughs> yeah. He just becomes like the most average looking man. He's very yeah. John Goodman. Where it's like yes. no no one would say you're ugly, but like you're not but like you're, you're not, not like hot. being stopped on the street. <laughs> yeah. Certainly not in this Hollywood land. And also I remember that like the fairy godmother sings holding out for a hero in Trek 2. And that's very important. Yeah. I'm glad we got that. <laughs> I think Shrek 2 is also the one that has David Bowie covering himself a little bit. He like is features it? on a he features on a cover of uh David Bowie's Heroes. Or, no, changes. But yeah, like that a, sounds There's right. like a little Bowie like fairy that flies in for the verse he does on the cover of Changes. I don't remember I, that. I might be making it up, but I dream you had. I have a I specific visual it, of it. The you. song exists. I I know the song exists. It came up on the cover show when we did a Bowie episode, so I know it exists. But <laughs> I could I, uh, be making the scene up from the movie. <laughs> speaking of speaking of fever dreams, I just before we get into our emotions and 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 chatting it up, uh, I had the craziest dream the other night, which is what is what is a white man's podcast, but us talking about our dreams of which no one cares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I'm crashing to the ground. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a dream that was like, imagine if Broadchurch was directed by A24, and then they adapted the story of uh, a modest proposal and it was just a detective trying to figure out why all these children were being eaten and they were just sort of fine with it you said a whole bunch of references that i don't know i don't get any of those oh my god i'm not picking up the pieces for you i can't do it a24 is a film company (laughs) i got that 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 was the one box i checked Uh, i'm aware of the existence of broadchurch Broadchurch like a a dark yeah a dark and gritty like small town murder uh, uh murder show where they try to I get solve that murder. and and Happy Valley mixed up. Is that does that make sense? Are they the same kind of show? They're pretty much the same kind of show. Okay. Uh, and then because I watched Happy Valley and then just was like I don't like it and then <laughs> never watched the other one because in my head they were the same. And then um and then a modest proposal is a satire written by Jonathan Swift in like the uh, 1600s about how people should just sell their children to rich people for food. Um, and it was very clearly satire, but it's one of the first instances of satire being like, you can't do that. And he was like, I know it's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, are you ready for some lightning round emotions? Yeah, let's do it. Lightning round. (laughs) George, do we have a drop yet? (laughs) Lightning round emotions. Ka-chow. I'll write the song eventually. (laughs) All right. I wish it had ever, it's perfect the way it is. Thank you. it's growing and evolving, and I, I kind of like it better than our uh, other drops already. Cause, like, you can see the pieces. You can see how, like, yeah. last week's edition got to this week's edition. Yep. And if, if you're if you're down to do it live every time, I, I'll do I'm it okay to change it. <laughs> or I'm okay time not to change it. for emotions. <laughs> Haven't you guys been doing this podcast for, like, three years? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the, the lightning still... round is relatively new. We're only like two months into this oh, okay. Okay. part of the show. <laughs> the issue was I needed to decide whether to do because they're the inside out, but there's no uh, there's no uh, uh, copyright infringement from inside out the film. But it's inside out emotions. And then we were like, well, maybe we do a different Pixar movie. So it became, OK, I'll do a theme song to life is a highway, but then it won't make any sense for uh for the inside out emotions so i guess i'll have to do like 
Eve Six Inside Out mixed with Life is a Highway. And also there's no copyright infringement, but somehow end it with a ka-chow. <laughs> <Ker-choo. Okay. laughs> so for for you and for the listener, we will we will ask you all six just quickly. We'll yep. get get the answers. And then after we get all six, we will go back and talk about the ones that jump out to us. Yeah. So it is sadness, joy, anger, disgust, fear, and surprise. So you have a little time to get them in your head before yeah. we ask. All right. So let's start with disgust. What makes you feel disgust? Uh, anytime I could see something coming out of someone's mouth. Oh, the face Dan just made. He was like, yes, yeah, that is disgusting. What makes you feel surprised? <laughs> Same thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, same thing. Uh, what makes me feel surprised? Um, I think horror movies in general, in a bad way. Surprised, parentheses, negative horror movies. Okay. What makes you feel anger? Uh, injustice. What makes you feel fear? See, I should have saved horror movies for fear, but <laughs> I think surprise still works. Uh, I'll be honest, the dark. What makes you feel sadness? Um, ending relationships, even ones that I like know are going to end. Like when coworkers quit, I get really sad because it's mm. like, I'm never going to talk to you again. I have no reason yeah. to, but it's sad. And what makes you feel joy? Uh, my cats. All right. All right. So I want to start with disgust. Cause yeah, absolutely. As, as much as uh, you, you saw the look on my face, I share similar feelings for disgust. Mm-hmm. Is there a thing that fits that description, something coming out of somebody's mouth where you're just like, oh, that's cool, that makes sense? Oh. Because, like, it makes sense that that is disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah. But, like, is there an exception to the rule? I can't think of one. I know know it's a hard question. (laughs) The only thing I can think of is when, like, street magicians, like, pull, like... (gasps) That's a great example. Like, I, um, like a long thing out of their mouth. But even then, I'm like, ew, that's just been sitting in your mouth. You, that's there's disgusting. A, there's a weird thing with that where when it starts, because I, I love like, especially gimmicky magic tricks where like, it's all stuff that you've seen a thousand times and you know how it works. I, I love watching that type of magic show. But there is something to that, that like the joy I feel instantly when it starts quickly goes away the longer it lasts they're like yeah no if it's going for a while then it's just like ew knock it off (laughs) like (laughs) end this (laughs) yeah i kind of feel like now that we're talking about it more maybe the whole idea of street magic also disgusts me (laughs) after a while it's like oh you you invested a lot into this didn't you yeah and, like, you think about it from, like, a performer standpoint where, like, I've, I've been to magic shows. I've been to, like, really good magic shows at magic theaters. And, like, they're insanely impressive. And, like, 
I imagine that's everybody's goal when they set out to become a magician. So when you see them doing street magic with, like, stuff you buy at a magic shop, you're like, something went wrong. Like, this is not your dream. I feel the same way about magic and hibachi the way that uh, normal people feel about stand-up. Where, is like, there street hibachi? Hibachi? street hibachi? Yeah, like I don't like when people flip shrimp into their hats. I don't like when they make the little onion volcano. I just give me my food. <laughs> I really like. <laughs> I've actually never been to hibachi for for similar reasons of like I don't want to be the one who looks instantly over the gimmick because yeah. I feel like I would be. Like, I just, just I'm I here like, for food. I like fried rice. I like I like it when it's like not in a little to-go container and then brought home like it's fresh it's the freshest uh kind of uh, asian fusion style food you can get however i don't want the show i don't want to sit with strangers just like give it to me and i'll eat it in my car i i don't like it i don't like it being forced upon me uh and and it's the same thing with magic where if someone comes up to me at a bar and is doing up close magic they're like please fuck off and i imagine that's how everyone felt at jose pistola's Every time they were like, hey, we're going to get the comedy started in about five minutes. That is the same visceral emotion <laughs> that people experience. That yeah, is there's why... that, uh, how do I get out of here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like hate when comedy is forced on people, which feels like it happens a lot, especially open mic comedy. Oh, oh yeah. it's the worst. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just because a bar has a stage doesn't mean they're welcoming you in. <laughs> right. Like, please let there be a separate room. Yeah, <laughs> really. That, that's all I ask. Or it leaves is the best club set up for that. We're like, listen, if you want to go to a dive bar and drink some beers, absolutely. There is a stage in the back where people are trying. If you feel like you're up for it, go check it out. Like that is ideal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same with Fergie's. Like Fergie says, an upstairs yep. space anywhere that has a separate room that you have to go to on purpose for the comedy. Yeah, yeah. You have good. to work for it. <laughs> And yet people at Fergie's will still wander up and be like, what's going on here? And then yeah. be the worst audience members possible. Go, go through that heavy black curtain and <laughs> lift it out of their way. <laughs> it's like, there's a whole other bar downstairs. You can do that. You're disgusting. Speaking of things coming out of people's mouths. Uh, I believe a couple of The words you're ago, saying. The words you're saying are disgusting. Actually, you know what? It was it was a while ago. I think I was. it was one of the early, early episodes. We had... Uh, david m feinberg on the show uh and mm -hmm. uh his emotion was disgust and he said oh that was a long time ago yeah, yeah and his and his episode was just about him complaining about terrible audience members it's like <laughs> why don't they don't fucking know what to do they disgust me like it's just you can picture just this angry little jewish man losing it over it and, uh, oh, and yeah. then like a year of uh i'm so sorry can i do it again before yeah. we let He's him like, i back. felt like i was a little i came in a little hot can i come back on the show and redeem myself <laughs> <laughs> and just come in a little calmer a little yeah. calmer just, about just, things. I, I promise i'll like you know i'll, I'll hit my pen and, and we'll calm down a little bit <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, on. Oh, let's talk about um, surprise horror negative. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's some horror movies that you were just watching that you're like, absolutely not. This is awful. And how often I'm are you exposed to horror? Where like, do you sit down to watch it and then you're like disgusted or uh, surprised and upset after the fact, or is it like it's just always around and you're never a fan? So I'm gonna interject like this... real quick yeah. because yeah. I have a very fun transition between the two topics. I just saw the movie Haunted Mansion, the new one. Okay. And it's not good. 
but it is it's it's loaded with charisma and like some some good ghost lore that i it it, it carried me through it but right. the there's a scene where they're all at a hibachi restaurant and oh. danny devito <laughs> is in a clear white like it's almost it's like a parka but it looks like a suit and he has like a like a uh on a full brim hat on it's also clear and he's just so excited to be eating hibachi Anyway, it's sort of a horror movie, and Hibachi. Now we're at the horror movie. Sorry for interjecting. I just had to talk about it. It's delightful. Go on. <laughs> so a while ago, I went through a phase where I was like, maybe I do like horror movies, because I always mm. thought I didn't like them. And I watched uh, The the Vitch, if you okay. will. Um, sure, yeah. The Vitch. Is that the and... goat one? Yeah, that's the goat one. Okay, yeah. I get all those kind of whatever gothic horror stuff mixed up a24 yeah. it is a24 oh, it is. A24. <laughs> and so but yeah i like like those kind of like gothic horror like ghost stories where it's like is there a ghost or are they just weirdly paranoid so then i was talking to my partner and i was like i might like horror surprise positive <laughs> um and he are was they like, a big they horror person was that like uh yeah he's a big a horror positive person. revelation <laughs> yeah and then he was like, I'm going to show you one of my favorite horror movies, Hereditary. And also A24, but a, a, also tone, A24. Shift. a tone shift. A tone shift. Far too much. Uh, far too much movie. Far too much demon. Um, too much Tony Collette. Too much. <laughs> just too much. Too much. There's a lot of there's a lot of Tony Collette mouth in that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, there's so much mouth in that one. Does stuff come out of her mouth in that one? It might. Um, I think she gets like a little foamy at points, if I'm remembering. But that could just be like my head filled in a blank that wasn't there. <laughs> That's why I, uh... I was like, do bugs come out of her mouth? But I just remember there were a lot of bugs at the end, uh, and maybe. I hate that. Yeah. Oh bugs, yeah. No. Bugs are gross. I uh I I when I was trying to go on my horror journey because I was traumatized as a young boy with horror because I, I think i've told the story on the show before but uh i woke up i was probably like six or seven years old and my mom I was at my grandma's house and i walked downstairs to the living room and my my mom was on the uh couch watching john carpenter's the fog and my mom had that this movie opinion. yeah it's a great movie now that i can watch it but like when you're six and you watch a man get snapped in half by air by the air yeah yeah <laughs> uh you're like you know what mom i i I see where your parenting thought was we're like let's show him this now and let him know that it is all fake uh but it didn't take and i hated horror for years and then i started with that movie as like a fuck you i'm gonna do it uh i'm gonna reclaim this um and then instead just went from like oldest horror movies to newest horror movies uh and found what i don't like and like where like i like the campiness pun intended of like friday the 13th and nightmare before christmas because they're so stupid like they're all like there's jokes in it and that's... did you mean nightmare before christmas or another one because that's not a horror movie that's for babies nightmare on <laughs> uh Thank you. there it is uh <laughs> but like like those they have like jokes and bits in them are uh, so like you watch the third one and it's all in 3d so a lot of it's just like don't bogart the joint and then they put the joint at the camera uh, so it's a lot of like shit like that, and then you get used to it. But then you watch uh, Toxic Avenger, and every third death in Toxic Avenger, you're like, "This is awful. Why would they do this?" 
Yeah, you're like, this yeah. is the worst thing they've ever I've ever seen. Why would they traumatize me specifically? It just feels I also, like an attack. <laughs> I don't like things about demons. Mm. That that's um, the one genre where I'm just kind of out. Like, doesn't doesn't do anything for me because when the answer is just like, oh, you've been tormenting me for an hour and a half of this movie. Did you just now remember Jesus? Uh, we solved the problem. Like, it, I hate it. Yeah. Oh, see, I grew up in a very Catholic environment, and also was kind of taught that like if you watch things about like you're opening yourself up to demons. Mm-hmm. I've heard that, but and I, I feel like I can't shake that. <laughs> yeah, the logic part of my brain do- like doesn't buy it. I mean, there's so much but... stuff that that hits you as a as a kid that like yeah. you can reason your way out pretty quickly, but like your first thought is always going to be the kid thought. It's always going to be I can't watch this. I'm going to get possessed by a demon. <laughs> and honestly, at this point, I I feel I should like cross myself when I say it, but like getting possessed. Seems kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, as long as I got the right people in place to uh, end it when I need it over. <laughs> like that's yeah, cool. You, huh? tell, you tell Tony Collette that because she did not have a good time. She did yeah. not have a good time. Poor Tony Collette. Uh, Her son did. Oh, the, he, he had uh, a ball. Nate Wolf of the Naked Brothers Band. <laughs> yeah, Nick Wolf of the Naked Brothers. Nick Wolf of uh, Oppenheimer. Um, he is an Oppenheimer. He's an Oppenheimer. As well as Josh Peck. <laughs> yeah, that that was the only one that threw me. There's a lot of like that type of person where it's like, oh, you! But like, yeah. oh, Josh I Peck's found, the only one that, that threw me. I found me. out through mutual friends. I won't name names until commercial break, but I have a friend who has a mutual friend that was in that movie, and they considered it their big break. Um, And uh, and then the SAG strike happened, so now he's out of work again. <laughs> no! <All right. laughs> I think one of the reasons I could enjoy that movie is I don't fully know who Josh Peck is. That's fair. Yeah. He's I don't guy. even... Well, I guess I had, a, I had a younger sister, so I was like somewhat kind of aware of the, yeah. the Drake and Josh world. In the Amanda Show yeah. world and stuff. Not I, a clue. Uh, I saw a clip of Josh Peck that warmed my heart where it was Bobby Lee, who I I have some reservations about. Um, yeah, you should. On his on his podcast, and he was talking about how like he never wants to be like the greatest Asian comic of all time. Like and he was like, I don't want to be the Kevin Hart of Asian comics. And very calmly, Josh Peck just goes, "Hey man, don't worry." <laughs> it was just, like, <laughs> such a good like jab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're safe. He <laughs> said, <laughs> "Don't worry, that bird is not for you." <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's talk about the dark. I imagine that goes along with your, your scary movie negative stuff as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The dark's scary. I don't like not being able to see. I've in in my, uh, advanced age of 30, um, I'm realizing that like, I I struggle seeing at night, Yes, which, which seems silly. Like, yeah, of course the lights are off. Uh, but like driving at night, it gets really starry now. Like, why didn't God think of this when he was making eyes? Exactly. Yeah, right? Like why we, we should, should be able to see better oh, at night. Wouldn't well, it see, be great that the fact that we're living point... past 30 is against God's will. So. That's true. I should have like six children and uh, be in my grave by now. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, what was it? Like, I, I would be very fun if like genetically God created a thing where it was like, all right. It's 8 p.m. And then it just clicks off like a night vision camera and your eyes <laughs> just become like 
every uh every like uh Blair Witch film. <laughs> yeah. It's like let how did you give bath soda or not me? I should be able to do that. Yeah. Just screaming in the dark. Bill where there's a tree up there. <laughs> ah! Just everybody doing it. <laughs> so everyone's walking around like ah! Ah! I mean I do that now anyway, but it's not to see in the dark. <laughs> the, it clears the lane though so we're all, we're all doing it anyway because we're afraid of the dark like yeah. let it be helpful yeah, yeah, right. around screaming let that bounce back give me, give some, me something i want some ben affleck era daredevil where i like hit a piece of metal and it ricochets through the room for me to map out where i'm supposed to go that's what i want oh yeah. the world needs more ben affleck daredevil i do i I, I forgot that existed until this exact moment you don't remember the evanescence vehicle daredevil starring <laughs> <laughs> that i remember now that, <laughs> that just is sold it that where tickets? he met uh jennifer gardner he did it was yeah, yeah. and it's it she was electra <laughs> it has my favorite line in any movie where they're having their first big fight <laughs> And he goes, I didn't kill your father. And then weirdly, intensely whispered, she goes, liar. <laughs> and it's just so poorly acted. And I love wow. it so much. <laughs> I do love That's like so that specific. era of movie where like every one of those people who did a superhero movie then, like I'm, I'm including only Eric Bana. I can't think of anybody else. But like everybody else who did like a superhero movie then has proven themselves to be like good quality actors. Yeah, but every one of those movies is garbage, trash, trash. Films. Yeah, they're all bad, 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 like, not good. Like, how come there's not just like at least like one good performance that like makes it worth like revisiting? Like, yeah. I tried to watch the Hulk and I got like five minutes into it and I was like, nah, can't do it. Nope. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing that they've never been able to make a single good Hulk movie. It's wild. And they've right? tried. They've tried they only have one times good in Hulk. my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, they've only had one good Hulk, and they were like, we're not giving him a movie. <laughs> yeah. The only time Hulk, to me, actually looked good and like not somebody who was like digitally added to the scene later was uh, that first Thor Hulk movie, whichever one that, uh, Ragnarok. Yeah. Where oh. It was just like, oh, Thor looks like, or uh, Hulk looks like an actual person in this scene who just happens to be gigantic and green. I was like, okay, cool, you got it. And then even after that, they didn't get it right again. So it was I Eric like... Bana and then Edward Norton. Edward and Norton. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. yeah. I like to think, though, that you could just pick a random Mark Ruffalo movie and make it the Hulk movie. Going on 30. <laughs> 30. Starting Jennifer Gardner. <laughs> I was gonna, no, to me, it's Spotlight. Like, Oh, oh that'd be, that'd be yeah. a very fun Hulk movie. <laughs> Yeah, first one that to mind for me. <laughs> uh, just like heaven, where like I think he might be dead. I don't remember oh, the end of that story. Man. What's the one he's in where the lesbians love him? Oh, uh, the kids are all right. Yeah, that's it. Mm. I didn't know that was the plot of that movie. I just knew it was him and lesbians, but I did not know that it was like a love story. He's like the biological father of one of the lesbians. Mm. Not one of the lesbians, like one of the lesbians gets pregnant. <laughs> <What a> weird... <laughs> <laughs> and he's like the biological father of the kids. And then I think they have a romance. I don't remember. Interesting. Because every maybe, good maybe lesbian feel movie feelings, needs a straight romance. <laughs> feel Feelings live stream movie night next month. I do uh, remember <laughs> watching that movie and it being like, this is not as gay as I was led to believe. Mm-hmm. 
Mark Ruffalo, it, you're talking It is, much. like, celebrated as a gay movie. That, like, at the time, everybody was like, oh, we got a mainstream gay movie. Like, it wasn't some indie-produced something, and it had all these, like, stars everybody knew. And like, I, I never saw it, yeah. because it was so gay. <laughs> it so is, gay. and this also, like... <laughs> is a separate rant for a separate podcast that probably Dan Getz will also host at some point in time. At, at least but it's probably like, coming. Sometimes, <laughs> and I have a similar take about the Barbie movie, sometimes p- movies can have gay people in them and not be gay movies. Mm. Yeah. Like how Barbie says the word feminist, but isn't a feminist movie. Yeah. True. Very yeah, true. It, it, pre- it presents feminist arguments. That's the most I can really say for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, like, it's it's so baseline of existing that it's like, no, we can't call this, like, like this is not a queer film. Yeah. This is just a film that queer people happen to be in. I always liked um the character Max in Happy Endings because it seemed as if they were, like, they, they made it a point to, like, he's a gay character. Is that uh, Adam Pally? Yeah, Adam Pally. Okay. But, like, he's just, like... He's more like my friends who are gay that they're like, do you want to like watch sports or play video games or something? Like, it's just a masculine man who happens to prefer men and they didn't hone in on like the stereotype or like they didn't do the affect voice at all. He was just like, I'm I'm gay and that's where we're leaving this. And it's part of the plot line. It also feels very clear to me, though, that not a single queer person was involved in writing him. 100%. Because it. At some moment, they said he says something about how gay people don't have missionary sex, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> what on earth are you talking like?" That's valid. The character says some things about like men having sex that are just incorrect, and it's like, okay. <laughs> that was another know, show that everybody here. loved that I just couldn't do. <laughs> I was like, All I, right, it's, I had friends that liked it a lot, fine. and I thought it was entertaining, but it was also like you just had to take the pill that like this is friends, but they included black people and queer. <laughs> but just one, so, just one, just one. I was always, I was always like, Max, are you okay? Like, what <laughs> gay man is hanging out with all of these straight people by choice all the time? <laughs> Ask my best friend Damon. That's all he does. <laughs> he hangs out <laughs> with me and all the rest of our friends from college, who are all straight, married with children. And then Damon in the corner. <laughs> Damon, are you okay? Damon, okay. you're listening. He has a dog. He's fine. Blink twice. <laughs> he's doing okay. <laughs> we should have twice. Damon on the show. This It'd be one of those episodes where it's weird. We're like, he's not promoting anything. He's just a fun talk, conversation to have. I mean, it has come up. But, yeah. uh, you know, I maybe around your wedding time. That could be what he's here to promote. <laughs> his, <laughs> to promote his role George's in your wedding. wedding. Please. It is a sold out event. I beg of you. Uh, please. <laughs> what if but this on is that... you find out that Damon isn't real and he's just the gay friend George has been making up for clout? I really need See, I, clout. I was on tour through through Bachelor Party Weekend, so to me, every one of those people is still imaginary. <laughs> yeah, well, there's pictures. I can put name tags next to all of them. Uh, I mean, they could just be people in the tattoo parlor. That's the only picture I saw yeah. with everybody. Like Anyone people just hang out write... at tattoo parlor. <laughs> Anybody can write a name on a picture. No, they all have matching shirts with mine and Casey's face on them. The, all right. I'll, lo- I'll look shirt. closer. <laughs> <laughs> just picture you going through Asbury throwing shirts to people. <laughs> just put this on quick. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's uh, spin the wheel and see what we're doing for the second half. Right on. Yeah. 
And we got lonely. I am so lonely. I have no that wheel effect. And we will go to break on George singing that song. <laughs> Be right back to talk hey, about Tom. lonely. <laughs> Mr. Lonely. <laughs> Hey, this is Dave from The Rank Bank. And this is Dan from The Rank Bank. Be sure to check out our show. What's it called again? The Rank Bank? The ra oh, yeah. Hey, I just said that. <laughs> we originally started this when uh, the sports world got two new team names, and we said, hey, let's make a four-part series where we rank sports team names for all four sports. Yeah, we then went on to rank 15 new things, and now we're on to season two. <laughs> I mean... We just love ranking stuff. I, so, I really do. I, I, I research heavily into every single one of our topics. I know. So you can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Both of those are the underscore rank underscore bank. Give us some suggestions. Maybe we'll rank them for you unless they're stupid. Yeah. And then we'll rank them for you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so check out the rank bank. Wasted Robot Network every Monday. Hey everybody, Danny here with Plug. You can find Jamie every Tuesday at Abyssinia as part of Case Comedy. If the name sounds familiar, that's where George's Spin the Freaking Wheel show is. They have new and fun and different shows there every week. There's always something fun happening there. You can also find Jamie on Twitter at Jamie So Chic. Jamie's a great follow. As for George and I, we are Feel Feelings Pod on all the places. Go uh, message us, let us know what you think of the show. We always appreciate when you do that. While you're at it, you could like, share, rate, and review. That's always super helpful for us, regardless of what platform you're using. I believe that is it for the week. Back to the show. There's a dog. Oh, he's so cute. Wow. Yes, that is Birdie. I'm going to die. All right, I'm going to send Birdie back on our way. Well, we are, we back? are we're back. And that dog is gorgeous. Right? We saw the dog at the break. So it pretty. It's a hot dog. Dog uh, is going to be massive. <laughs> yeah. It's weird to see them that yeah. small. Yeah. Um, But we're going to talk lonely. Jamie, it makes you feel yeah. lonely. So I, as as teased earlier, have been working night shift. Oof. Um, and I'm going to be working night shift for like the next two months or so. And hey, that's lonely. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you can't discuss it, but like, what do you do for work in vague terms? So I'm a technical trainer. Okay. Um, and I'm currently working with people in Asia. In a few uh, different countries. Zone situation. Yeah. I have that with working with a company in Germany where like I get three hours in the morning and if I don't get all my all my questions answered in those three hours, you're just shit out of luck until the next day. Yep. It's but awful. right now I'm in a full rotation where I am twelve hours flopped. So I normally Ooh. wake up around six PM and go to sleep around ten AM. Are you able to like stick to that strictly and like manage it or is it still a struggle like are we keeping you from your new routine 
I woke up early to do this. Um, so kind of, yes. <laughs> but also, if I didn't do this, I would not talk to anybody except for my coworkers today. Mm. So... That yeah. is a weird struggle of that. I used to work night shift in a car parts warehouse, which was, uh, you know, I love cars. I give a shit. But <laughs> I, w- I was doing that and also going going to school. And I was like trying to save up all this money. So I was doing like an overlap shift between second and third and then all of third. And yep. b- by the end of that year, because I-, I was moving to Boston at the end of it. So like there was always like a an end point that I was like, I can get through a year of this. But at the end of that year, when I like stopped to assess, it was like, I don't think I talked to a single one of my friends for a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also super weird. Cause for me on like the weekends, I tend to like switch back so that I can um, see people. And now I have this opposite thing of what is typical where I also like catch up on sleep during the weekdays because I can like pretty much sleep indefinitely until 6 p.m. Yeah. I guess you're not you're not missing out on people time when you're doing that on a weekday. Are you going in anywhere or is this remote? No, I'm remote. Okay. Yeah, that's rough. I'm going into my office downstairs and then logging on and talking to people from Japan and Malaysia and India. Does that help with it? The fact that you have like a second location? Yes. Or is it just like, I'm home? No, it's super helpful to have like a home office. Highly recommend for anyone who works from home. (laughs) Um, Uh, I I do this from home and the Beat Lab is very helpful to have uh, (laughs) just for like separation from everything. Yeah. Like Casey can watch her shows upstairs because originally it was supposed to be like the room upstairs was our shared office space and we had like a long desk that covered the entire room and everything and it was like it kind of was perfect and then it just became like a throw all spot so it was just me in the corner of what is now officially her closet um and it's (laughs) it's just like it's so much nicer to have like no i got my man room it's like my man spot (laughs) (laughs) i got to display my two cool pairs of shoes behind me (laughs) perfectly framing your face They are. They're like on your shoulder, like an angel and a devil. Yes, those are my those are my uh, fuck shoes. They just say fuck on them, so I mm-hmm. can't wear them anywhere. And then mm-hmm. those are my uh, Jaws poster shoes. So they have both the Jaws Ooh. two and Jaws three mm-hmm. poster printed on the front of them. Why, is Jaws why a horror movie? Podcast, so, uh... <laughs> what is Jaws a horror movie? I would count it, but I also think it's one of the most accessible horror movies. Yes, like I, I've, I've seen I it on those I think it's the lists. lowest stakes one. Yeah. You know what like you're I, getting it's... into. It's it's a shark attack movie. You know, like, yeah. it's, like call, it's like calling a horror movie like Burning Building. Uh, <laughs> like, you know someone's going to get burned alive. <laughs> also, Slate.com does these really helpful things whenever horror movies come out, where I think they call it, like, the scaredy cat meter or something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And it ranks a bunch of movies and it'll be like, it is as suspenseful as this movie. It is as violent as this movie. That is so helpful. So it gives you like, yeah, it's it's so helpful. Yeah. Because like, I never in my life want to see anything as scary as Hereditary again. And I feel like Hereditary and like <laughs> The Exorcist tend to be like the top ones. Yeah. Exorcist I remember scary. seeing The Exorcist as a kid and just being like, oh, okay. Like, it did nothing. And I was like, okay, we did it. <laughs> Yeah, but you didn't grow up as religious as Jamie. That's true. Yeah. 
I, I think that was it. You got to get the Lord in you. All right. Yeah. Feel the Lord in your heart. I'm sorry that you never saw Christ's light, but mm-hmm. I did. And it's scary. I blame Christ for that, honestly. I blame He's... Christ for Switchfoot. <laughs> and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> Are, you... Are you not dared to move? I, I, <laughs> I, I dare to move. And I, I believe I was meant to live for so much more than this podcast in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on God. i'm sorry that god did this to you god made me a white man with a podcast god damn it i know he gives his hardest test to his strongest creatures thank you (laughs) i do consider myself very strong um uh yeah what we're talking about right also (laughs) exorcist and maybe you just don't like demons with p names because i believe both demons in hereditary and exorcist both have they're like the, the p demons there's yeah, Pazuzu so, and, and Pat pa- pa- Paimon. Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Pazuzu sounds like a cute little like girl name, but that's the. I demon. honestly <laughs> forgot about the demon in the Exorcist, and I just thought it was like the regular devil, like original recipe Lucifer. Uh, there's a there's something else that references Pazuzu that I have to look up. It's um it's Dr. how do you spell Pazuzu? Doctor Farnsworth names like a dragon demon that he created in a lab and named it Pazuzu, and then they go like looking for it. That is exactly what I'm thinking of. Yep. But still, <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Because <laughs> I wanted to know how to spell it. I, I needed to hit search on it so it could be like, did you mean Pazuzu? Because like I, mean, I did mean Pazuzu. <laughs> is it P-I-Z-Z-U-Z-Z-O? It is P-A-Z-U-Z-U. Pazuzu. Oh. Also called Fuzuzu. <laughs> Fuzuzu sounds like the name of like a fun teddy bear. Yeah. Yeah, right? There's Pazuzu and Fazuzu, and that's just like the same breakdown as Godzilla and Gadzuki from the old cartoons of Godzilla. This... Or it's just like yeah. Gadzuki's Godzilla's weird little stepson that's just needs a little extra help. <laughs> I feel like it I feel like Fazuzu what was it? Fazuzu? Fazuzu. Yeah. Pazuzu yeah, and Fazuzu. Fazuzu's like a teddy bear who's gonna like teach you French. <laughs> yep. Yes, that's French they're speaking. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need more muzzy references on the show. <laughs> it, it's always been very funny to me that like I can repeat what I think they were saying in the commercial, but I have no <laughs> idea what they were saying in the commercial. Okay, the, hit, hit us with some of it. Yeah. The the French before the lady cuts in to be like, haha, you never thought they could speak. They're like, Ispi la zumvi. And I'm like, I guess that's French. That's either, French they're speaking. Thank you, lady. French or, uh, or uh, Simish. Yeah. <laughs> so it is French and it's je suis la chunfi. I was so close. It means I am a little girl. Thanks wow. for letting us know. <laughs> that's a horrifying sentence to have to learn. <laughs> like The implications of that are never good. You think yeah, who, they would have like who are you, you telling? Something... <laughs> like it should have been maybe a more universal phrase that feels less like it would be something that I don't know bad actors want to know. Um, yeah. I'm a little girl. Feels like you would only hear it in a body swap movie between like an old gray haired man and a little girl child. And I would like, no, yeah, it's, it's I not wouldn't okay. believe that old gray haired man. 
no. I would call the cops on that little van. I have I a just, little girl. Let's I try to avoid the police safe. at all costs. <laughs> I just feel like also, even if like a little girl came up to me and was like, I'm a little girl. I would automatically think I'm on that. What would you do? Hidden camera show. And yeah. I'd yeah. be like, I'm doing nothing. John Quinones. Freezing up until John Quinones comes out. They used to film that stuff all the time by my college for some reason. I do not know why. You could only get away with that shit in New Jersey. In yeah. every other yeah. state, people would just leave each other alone. <laughs> and in New Jersey, everyone's getting all up in each other's business. <laughs> so true. Yo, why is that person leaving that kid at that diner? Let's go say something. <laughs> sure, I would also do it, but I'm not the one doing it right now. Yeah. Let's step in. <laughs> yeah. That's you. That show's crazy. It really is. Just the fact that like someone decided, hey, let's let's see what people do. We have a three-hour block that we don't know what to do with. Yeah. <laughs> we need to go on like after that. Shark Tank. Like, yeah. What's gonna be the follow-up to Shark Tank? It's gonna be what would you do? I, I love shows like that that like I had no idea when they actually aired and like what channel they were on, but whenever I see it, it's in a block that takes up the entire afternoon on a Saturday on some channel that I've never heard of. I I always watched it and shows like it in the uh in the like commissary area of my uh community college that I went to briefly, just like in between those classes it was like jerry springer what would you do and uh like a soap opera or something it was always just this like block of television that i did not understand who was watching it <laughs> i feel like to me it's a hotel show mm. like there's some shows i only watch in hotels and it's like what would you do chopped oh and... yeah and any anytime any like cooking competition show i will spend my whole hotel stay watching it at any HGTV show where, like, two people make over a home, hopefully in a competitive way. Yeah, I always thought that, like, HGTV, that was, that was <clears> something <throat> that we'd throw on on the background. Uh, DIY Network, that's hotel TV. I don't even know. Is there, some, is there some intent DIY to DIY? It was, it was just the VH1 to the MTV. It was They were owned by the same company, and they just could play slightly different uh, programming. Mm. DIY had the Vanilla Ice show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where he was literally fixing houses in Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Rob Van Winkle is making over homes. Yeah. Have you ever seen the show Whatever, Martha? No. No. Oh, so parts of it are on YouTube, and that's the only place I could find it. But it was this show that Martha Stewart's daughter had where her and her friend would just drink wine and watch old episodes of Martha Stewart living and make fun of all the shit Martha Stewart was doing. <laughs> That's amazing. And then, like, sometimes they would, like, get a little drunk and, like, try to, like, do the craft That's such, with Martha that's Stewart. such, like, an our generation way. Like, if any of us had a parent like Martha Stewart, that's exactly the show we would pitch to the network to make yeah. sure that we were set for life. <laughs> and, like, every so often, Martha Stewart was, like, on it. <laughs> <laughs> i found a new york house. times yeah i found a new york times article show skewers martha stewart with her blessing <laughs> it's from 2008 it's, it's a beautiful thing like i love whatever martha it's a perfect show 
It's very fun. See, this I is like the kind of stuff I'm getting up to at 4 a.m. when I yeah, get up. I can tell you <laughs> that these are awake. like your lonely watches. <laughs> yeah. I watched an entire YouTube video about this like Harry Potter fan fiction author that tore apart the fandom in 2004 by like making up lies about who she was. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did hear something recently where like a woman who writes like fan fiction and uh, I think it was like fan fiction erotica or something, uh, faked her death and like proposed as her daughter to be like, yeah, like you guys didn't buy enough of her books, so my mom killed herself, and then came back later and was like, I probably have a lot to explain. Hi, it's me. <laughs> uh- <laughs> I looked just like a record scratch. I'm actually wondering how I ended up in this situation. Sure, my life I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just straight up like told her fans that they didn't love her enough. So then, like, all these fans backed her shit for months, and she was like, "Thanks for the money." But like cops to it was like, yeah, I just it felt weird to stop the money rolling in. I was like, yeah, it's called thievery. What you're yeah, doing is thieving. Criminal, right? It is like literally criminal. <laughs> what you're doing is yeah. crimes. <laughs> there's just there's nothing like fandom drama to really. Uh, no one else I, is doing it like them. Yeah, that's why like it's been fun because the the tame amount of fandom that I follow is just like the Marvel stuff. And it's so fun. It's becoming my new favorite game to watch all these YouTube people breaking down Marvel movies and desperately trying to be like, you'll see what happens next episode. Hopefully it's good. Like they just, (laughs) they can't fake it anymore. (laughs) It's so fun to watch. And then by the end of the series, I was specifically about Secret Invasion, which I haven't watched, but like I just avoided all these clip shows about it. And it got to a point where just like two weeks after the show aired, they just aired a video. Secret Invasion. What went wrong? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> See you on the other side. <laughs> yeah. I Oof. am obsessed with people who like stuck their livelihood into making YouTube videos about things that suck now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such a fun niche. I'm more interested like, oh. in them now than I ever was, for sure. Right, like these marvel youtubers post endgame like god they are in hell oh yeah do it they had a couple golden nuggets and then they were like oof she hulk is tough i like she hulk a lot but it was like tough for them to like push like oh maybe this is gonna happen and then it would just be like an entertaining silly episode and be like oh well maybe next week this will happen and be like no, this is this is all you're getting. It's just a silly, fun show, guys. It's oh man, this show is show. just fun. Yeah, Fuck. come on, <laughs> it's got to set things up. And it's like we're never gonna get a payoff on that ever. Yeah, just enjoy, enjoy the existence of it. <laughs> I also like none of the Marvel shows were good, right? Like, there's not a single one that's good all the way through. There has been Loki was the closest to me. I liked but... Loki. I liked uh, I liked Wandavision a lot. I thought it was very fun. Wandavision uh, lost me by the end, but I liked and... the beginning half of Wandavision. Why it yeah. had to become a whole thing with the U.S. military involved, it didn't. They just it needed to work in a... that. Yeah, they needed to work in that plot point so they could use sword later. Like that was the only reason why it was there. <laughs> um. And I really enjoyed uh, Werewolf by Night, which wasn't a show. It was just like a special feature, but I thought they oh, that did was a neat. great job. Yeah. yeah. I've never even heard of that. So it was a it, Halloween special. It was like a special. short, yeah. Yeah, oh. they did like an hour long movie. And it it's like, like Universal Monsters, but in the MCU. Yeah. 
and it was great. It was delightful, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. And it's part in black and white. Uh, Directed by Michael Giacchino. Yeah, did all the music for Ooh, it too. Yeah, fancy. No, noted score person, <laughs> composer. Couldn't think of the word. Score per music score man. guy. <laughs> <laughs> music boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but no loneliness, huh? Um, that that job How- must be a a tough break. I I gotta admit, as someone that's worked like grave shift at like a CVS, your friends become just the regulars that come in every night, and you're like, I don't know if we're friends here. Like, yeah, and it's just like I've ugh. told you 19 times not to bring your dog in here. That doesn't make us friends. <laughs> yeah, that's because I'm finally letting you get away with it. <laughs> yeah. Right, and then it's like my only real social outlet is like my coworkers, and it's like. Ugh. I like you, but yeah, I don't want to hang yeah. out with you. We don't need to and like now, socialize about it. Now I'm like forced to, I guess, because mm. like if I don't talk to you, who am I going to yeah. talk to? It's it was a tough thing for me to do when I was working this shift, but it was like I have to wake up and do something for three hours in the daytime to mm-hmm. like trick my body into being like, yeah, okay, you did something today, because or else you're yeah. just sleeping from you know 7 a.m to you know 5 p.m and then you're waking up to go back in two hours later like you may not get the same amount of sleep but like sleep for four wake up for three sleep for two and then go into work like just having that little break in between to do something that you need to do and get out and feel the sun on your face and like go get a meal uh was super important oh yeah i mean that's what's happening after this is i'm going back to sleep Go do it. I'm glad we could help with this little yeah. you know, facilitate a little human interaction here. I'm <laughs> on so many pot. Oh, I just hit my microphone. Um, I like can't really do stand up right now mm-hmm. because of the night. Um, <laughs> that is the hard part. Yeah, I like the way that's phrased. Because the night. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I remember when I had that uh, warehouse job where it was like. Everything that I did for me was a nighttime thing. Like whether it was like going to shows or concerts or sports or like any of that stuff was all nighttime things. So like everything that I did just for myself disappeared. Like it just wasn't even something I could entertain anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a tough world. Let's see if everybody else is feeling those same things. Here's a a good one to start with. When I see people hanging out without me. Yeah. That's oh, always yeah. a bummer. Uh I mean, like I said, we we've all had that experience. I I feel like I do okay with it. Cause it's like I I like being home. I'm I'm a homebody anymore that like yeah. I don't I don't miss hanging out with people and like I, I get out enough. Like it's not like I'm isolating, but like I don't I don't feel lonely when I see people having fun anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of with you on that. Like I don't get lonely when I see people hanging out without me. Uh I do get bitter that I wasn't invited and couldn't say Oh, no. I still get that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh 
we just had to have a conversation about it, me and Casey, which we haven't done the plug yet, so we might as well do it now. My fiance. Thank you so much. Uh, where like some of her and like work friends went out without her, and uh-huh. we were like, oh, I can't believe. Like she was like, it just hurts a little bit because like you know we're friends with each other, and like I wasn't invited out. It was like they're also twenty three. Like that's yeah. not, that's not for you. <laughs> God, I had that like extra when I was working the camp job, which just ended this last Friday, where there was like two or three people that are over twenty one, even, but like most of them are in high school. Where like my peers at this job were like high schoolers, so I was like, "Yeah, I can talk to you," but like if the thought of like doing something outside of work comes up, I have to like immediately distance myself. Yeah, sorry. From that, that, like, I, the 34, 36, 34, 36, 36 year old. I like man. how 35 was not on the table. It's, it was an, I knew it was an he, even number. You have to say he knew that you were even. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, you know, sorry, we can't go hang out at Billy's house afterwards. I'm 36. Yeah. <laughs> there was one time where they were like, how are we going to get into that movie? Where I was like, I can be your adult. I won't sit with you. Don't worry. <laughs> but I, it, it didn't come to fruition. But that was like the only time where I was like, this one feels okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I've seen Oppenheimer. Yeah. I'm like, I, I've seen Oppenheimer. I don't feel weird about making it so you guys can. Like I, that one felt okay with me. <laughs> wow. You brought minors to see Florence Pugh's titties. That's I mean, can I I, ask, I, I ask didn't do it, crime. but That's I would crime. have. Can, can <laughs> I ask, a crime. Can I ask yes. a question? How were they? Because I haven't seen Oppenheimer, and I'm really curious. And Casey's also curious, and she just doesn't have the patience to see a three-hour movie. But, like, we're both, like, we, we both want to see Florence Pugh's boobs. I feel like uh, they were out there in a... What's the, the Olivia Wilde one? Wasn't she naked in that one, too? I don't know. We didn't watch that one, either. In uh, Don't Worry, Darling. I don't That's know because that movie was awful and it's all blocked was, out in my brain. That that movie, I I think, disappeared from my head as soon as it was finished. Like, as it was unfolding, it was like the, the scene in Eternal Sunshine where they're, like, running from the memories being wiped out. That's what that oh, movie yeah. was. Also, I will be honest, I find Florence Pugh, Pugh Florence Pugh, uh-huh. uh, to be pretty unremarkable. That's what I like about her, though. She has some moments where I'm like, gal. <laughs> I get, I get the hype, but most of the time, I think I align with you on this one, where it's like, okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, now I, don't, I don't, I don't get movie. that. Hype. I just like she's not gonna she's not, get famous. <laughs> yeah, she's she's not hurting anything. She's not like, like to me, like Mark Wahlberg makes like really good movies, just okay. Like she's right. not she's not doing that. But she's but not like, adding anything she's, either. Yeah, she's fine. She's also, the, the other side of the, the Mark Wahlberg coin is he makes bad movies. Pretty okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just true. saw the I just saw the clip of you and Meg on that one show where they were talking about Transformers. Oh, when we were on Claudia's show, yeah. yeah <laughs> when they were when he's on that movie. He's Kiss like, off with Claudia Strata. It's great, great show. Uh, but no, it's like the, he's, he lives in Texas and is an engineer scientist. (laughs) 
and I was still very has impressed. A Boston accent. Yeah, Claudia and uh, Jay Simpson were the the two people. Jay does like the producer side of stuff, but he's in the room. And the two of them were just going back and forth doing their Mark Wahlbergs, and I was like, I could sit out the rest of the show. You guys just do this. Like I love doing. it. This is now Mark Wahlberg hour. Yeah. Do the whole episode. I'm gonna Go. start a podcast and it's just going to be Mark Wahlberg hour. Mark Wahlberg <laughs> impressions all day. I can't do one. I don't have one in me. Yeah. I could probably do it. I feel like it's just short, breathy with a Boston accent. So it's, <laughs> hey, what are you guys doing? How's it going? I think you're, yeah. I think you're a little too high. Like you're a little too yeah. like. Let's th- go down we- a little bit further. Maybe down, like down here. Maybe just slow it. I think you just have to slow it. Slow like, it. Stre- stretch the pitch a little bit. Maybe down here. We'll go. No, now you kind of sound like a newsie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Titanic sink. That's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want that as a shirt. Titanic oh, God. sink. That's a bummer. <laughs> there was there was a kid at camp who was obsessed with the Titanic, and he told us all. Every day, a new Titanic fact. And... <laughs> Can I be respectful? That kid has autism. Um, he, he had a, a, full, a full sweatshirt. That, like, the whole sweatshirt was a print of the Titanic. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And he, he also had a t-shirt that... I, I don't remember if I took a picture of the sweatshirt, but I can send you both the, uh, the t-shirt that said... Just a boy who loves the Titanic. And like those like <laughs> algorithm created <laughs> shirts, but like it's the Titanic. Bravo. So, Next president. I, when, I loved when it. Was this, kid was, what? this summer. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like when you were a child at camp. Oh no, no. The the camp I was just a counselor at. Yeah. <laughs> and like this this started before all the stuff that happened with the Titanic this summer. And only got kind of more exaggerated after the submarine incident. (laughs) How did he feel about the submarine? Was he, like, bummed? Not as much as you would think. He got very scientific about it. He was kind of talking out the, like, this is probably when they died. And we're like, why are you thinking about this? Well, I'm going to bring back George's point real quick. And it's because of the autism. Yeah, probably. Likely. Likely. And we love him for it, you know? Yeah. You're no different. You just, you know, you love the Titanic, and you I love like the Titanic, and you love I, doing math about it. Yep, I like, <laughs> I like the hyper focus. We need more people like you, uh, and we need you to know it's okay. You know, no shame. <laughs> if all my little, uh, my little uh, ADHD fucking like micro uh, obsessions, if someone told me that that was okay, I wouldn't have a podcast. I'd be, <laughs> yeah, I'd right? be, uh, I'd be a scientist. Yeah, you'd be an expert in something by now. Would. Political scientist. I'd still have the lab coat, though. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> no, you All put right, a we... young kid who's, who's impressionable in front of Jon Stewart, and you're just like, this is my, me now! This is all I need! <laughs> <laughs> but we, we have to uh, get into some other ones here. We've only done one so far. <laughs> um, okay. We're doing when, my, when my spouse is out of town for the night, and I don't have plans of my own, I think that deserves no. a bam, 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 as well. Ugh. They said spouse. Spouse? We wanna, are we going to do it for spouse? Yeah. Uh, all right. We did it for make spouse. Sure it's in there. Give it up for spouses. Just, first of all, that's the best. I don't know why you're feeling lonely, because that is when you get to sit on the couch and watch exactly what you want to watch, and no one's going to ask you a question about it. 
I think it's a difference because I get a similar way when Casey leaves, but only because I need her to guide me in what to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I need more help. <laughs> and now that the help is not there, what am I to do? <laughs> I can't watch I Clone High again. Make, yes, yeah, you, you can. can though. Make a choice. <laughs> the number of times that Meg has gone out of town and I just watched Clone High, like literally <laughs> exactly that, it's it's a lot. <laughs> just go on YouTube and let the algorithm be your guide. Yeah, but that's like, what it, that's the trouble too is that now that I live in the suburbs, is that my algorithm is a lot of like how to put down pavers evenly in your yard yeah. videos. <laughs> how so to what? cut so your you grass should... the right way. <laughs> so you should be learning this shit. I would need to. I mean, it's true. You should know it. Sand. <laughs> I need to fix the drainage near my house, or else we're gonna flood. <laughs> yeah, I... This is... I need French drains, Jamie. <laughs> what the fuck? You like I... dig a trench and put that's rocks the... in it. That's the underneath one, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a landscaper. That was my first job out of high... or out of high school in high school. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of thrive on my own. Like, I do really well in a relationship, and I'm in a good, like, solid relationship. But you have a dog now. Yeah, like we we went on we we went on tour together, so we were like close quarters for eight days or whatever. And then Meg had a show at Mohegan Sun this weekend, so I came home and I had the house to yeah, I I had the house to myself for the whole weekend, and I was like, I can watch movies again, like. I haven't watched a movie. I watch like uh, listeners know, but like I watch four hundred something movies a year. It just is what it is. I'm on my computer a lot. It passes the time for me, and to go a whole week without watching a movie was like really weird. And I got home and it's just like ah, my time again. I can watch whatever I want. I watched that weird Ray Romano movie that he directed that was like pretty okay. Good for like, Ray. Yeah. I, I couldn't have watched that with Meg. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, sometimes I just want to watch 90 Day Fiance without someone sitting next to me and be like, what's their deal? I'm yeah. going to be really, I'm going to be really sappy where it's like, I think what you're describing is that now that your significant other is away, is that like, you get to proceed with your passions and Casey is my passion. Wow. Yeah, that's codependency. Tell, yeah, do you yeah, tell her that? Is. You might want to not tell her yeah. that. <laughs> I'll tell her in the vows. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're stuck. <laughs> now that you're stuck, I am set on having no hobbies except yeah. you. I need you. <laughs> Please tell me your hobbies so I can have some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that's why I think our relationship works super well. Is that like we both have very separate things but like equal level of passion about them so it's like oh yeah you do your thing now go ahead go nuts have fun i'll be over here like but that's not for everybody george i get it i get it i need i need need to be led i need to be told what to do point and go uh last one here it says uh working all the time which seems oh you don't want to do that long story Well, no, I thought the long story was, uh, I, do I not have that? Maybe it didn't update. Oh, uh, well, a terribly long story. Oh, I can I can run through it then. It's, uh, I like I, to look at the person who posted this block, George, and that's what's happening. <laughs> Probably. That would be awesome, because I'm certain they've never met. <laughs> but uh, I've always had a good support staff, meaning friends and family I, that I can always go to. So I've never really been lonely. 
But my friends, who got divorced because their wives are cheating slob pig whores, clonopin addicts, <laughs> they all said the loneliest they felt was on Sunday nights when they came home to an empty house while their exes were sleeping with pillheads in Bucks County cover bands. Hey, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have any of that. I don't have, that, I have zero of that. I, also, I, don't, I don't know what part is joke, what part is... Uh, <laughs> Like my friend in like heavy quotes, but like there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> I also just want to say anyone who calls their friends their support staff is <laughs> unwell. they're on the payroll. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll say that's just the way I read it. It was support comma staff. So I don't know who the staff are in this, but. I think the friends are separate. That feels, that feels very the help, and I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't My know what part of that and was the, the maid. Joke. I yeah. hope this person blocked us. Yeah. Who is this? Tell <laughs> us tell, off mic. I'll tell you later. <laughs> but I, I thought that was just too much of a story. That. <laughs> oh. But anyway, working all the time. Working all the time. <laughs> <laughs> We're not moving past it. <laughs> that was the only one that that didn't kind of hit for me. The rest of it kind of had a cadence, but then Clonopin Addicts was the last one. I thought Pig Whores was the one you close on. You close on Pig Whore, <laughs> but it, we got Pig Whore, and then we add just like as an aside. Also, they're on Clonopin, right. which like I'm not an expert, but that feels like not a fun addict drug. That's yeah, like that's not a, a sexy drug. Yeah, I don't know what that one does. All right, that's just a normal pill, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. it's it's Wait. an anxiety medication. Oh, okay. Is that what I have? <laughs> uh, it could be. How old's the bottle? <laughs> you have what you have has a label on it that you could have read at any moment. No, when it was given to me, they ripped off the label, so it's just part of the label. It doesn't have what's written on. Oh, that's see, Jamie, okay. I was confused about that too because it does look perfectly <laughs> wrapped in a sticker that should tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> what are you? Ah, uh, but yeah, do we want to talk about working all the time and all? Because we did a lot. We did a yeah. lot of that. I mean, yeah, that's. Lonely, especially depending on what your job is. Yeah, like my my job is recently has become very like surrounded by people, but in the past it's been me working with like one kid or like a, like a kid and like a parent at a time, and that was incredibly lonely because like the parents only want to talk about their kids, which is fine. That's what they're there for. That's like why I'm being paid is for that. So, like, there was never any time in my day to just be like, this is what I'm going through. But now I actually have a decent, like, support system around me at work that, like, we all can just, like, talk openly about what's happening during the day. And I'm like, this is what I've been missing. Yeah, I also, like, my job is super social in that, like, I'm training people all day, so I'm constantly talking to people. And then that can also lead to me not wanting to talk to anybody when I'm not at work. Oh, yeah. Which could be, like, further isolating. Because I'm like, I've just been talking for eight hours straight. I need a break. Yeah, I've definitely had a lot of those days. And, like, especially, I mean, the, the summer times with the, the kid that I work with. With actually a lot of kids with special needs, they can kind of feel the end of the school year coming. But they're not in a position to really communicate that they're feeling that. 
so they're more acting out their excitement. So the last couple like weeks of a school year are just exhausting. And it's all the people having like their emotional goodbyes and all this stuff. And then also just a just super stressful actual job while all of that is happening. And then I'll get home and I will just do nothing. Yep. I can't find out what this is. <laughs> George, it you, doesn't matter. Don't take you, it. You can like Google Lens the yeah. the actual pill and it'll or answer any questions you Google want. Or just a description of the pill. Yeah. Small George, what does white. the pill look small and white? Small and white and round. Uh, there's not any pills that look like that. There's too many. <laughs> That's my issue. It's it's a limitless pill. Uh, Is it stamped oh. with anything? No, because they're broken in half. So I'd have to put the two together, but it's both B sides. There's neither like they're both they're both the blank side. Oh, interesting. Well, we'll never let's uh get out of here so you can go figure yeah. that out off the air. <laughs> All right. No, this is the one that I when we did the show and I took it and you were like, Hey George, you doing okay? <laughs> oh, it's that. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, That's you should have just thrown those away. <laughs> yeah, probably. Anyway, this has been fun. Jamie, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, thank you. Anytime. Uh, this uh, well, maybe we'll do a music episode or something. That'd be fun. I'm going to work on my Mark Wahlberg, uh, and we'll reconvene. Yeah, Jamie, you have to now. also. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on it, and then we'll yeah, all we'll come all back work together. On Mark Wahlberg impressions. I'm just gonna work on my Andy Samberg doing Mark Wahlberg. I feel like I can get to that level yeah, if I, feel I can like hit you that. Definitely get there. Because that's it's not a good impression. <laughs> I feel like Andy I'm just Samberg. gonna watch The Departed, and I'm just gonna do Mark Wahlberg. Was he in that? Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, "Am I just thinking of someone else from Boston?" In which case, I'll just do anyone from The Departed. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I, I think I have a better shot of doing Alec Baldwin from that movie. <laughs> oh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Sure. Yeah. He's in that, right? Russ. Yeah, that's just it. That's another movie. Russ. Yeah. Is that the Russ one where is, he sh- <laughs> That's the one where he killed somebody. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Oh, I saw the musical. Anyway, we got to get out of here. Bye. <laughs> yeah, bye. bye. <laughs> Feel Feelings is a Wasted Robot production. Editing done by Dan Getz. Music by George Bruderman. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Feel Feelings Pod, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash feelfeelings. If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com podcasts. We're such a professional show.